Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelorette Nation News. We have the Morning After Charities Bachelorette Hometown episode. We'll cover that a little bit. Plus, a Bachelor podcaster apologizes for their unverified rumors. And we've got some non-Bachelor entertainment news. All that and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor alumni are out there doing their reality TV thing. Season two of Special Forces World's Toughest Test cast has been announced. They already filmed in the mountains of New Zealand, and we've got a Vanderpump villain, bad boy Tom Sandoval, plus Bachelorette star Tyler Cameron, Bachelorette and Bachelor and Bachelor Winter Games and Bachelor in Paradise star uh, Nick Vial will also be on it, and other influencers, Jojo Siwa, Tara Reid, the actress from American Pie, will be on, and a lot others. So it'll be very interesting to hear and watch starting September 25th what goes down. My guess early on is I'm p- I'm picking uh, the man that I think uh, can win this show, and I think that's Tyler Cameron. He was a Division One football player. Sure, it was a quarterback, but quarterbacks require a lot of uh, thinking on the fly, and he's dealt with adversity and had a blue-collar construction job, and he doesn't come from too much. And so I think that teamed up with his actual great athleticism could give him the win. That's who I think. Let me know who you think is going to win Special Forces on Fox. And last night was Charity's Hometowns episode. She sent Aaron home, as you guys saw. What are your thoughts on all this? It was what some are considering the most normal set of hometowns. You had good family. You had Dotton's uh, parents came, flew in from Nigeria. They were happy to take in Charity if uh, she so chooses their son. Uh, Joey's uncle was a little hesitant to believe the process. No surprises there. Really not much to share other than we're ready for fantasy suites. And as The Bachelor and The Bachelorette goes, the season really doesn't pick up steam until the after show, until the men tell all, until we get to see who she picks. Did they say yes? Did they say no? Did they propose to her? All the different things. And that's when the true season begins as far as we're concerned. And of course, it'll be a busy one as we go from Bachelorette to Bachelor in Paradise to Golden Bachelor. And then we're going to mix in Special Forces and F-Boy Island. That's right. F-Boy Island. Katie Thurston's one of the three leading ladies on F-Boy Island, hosted by Nikki Glaser. I texted Katie yesterday to said, hey, uh, just checking in on you. How you doing? Haven't heard back. So she's still filming that show, hoping she has a blast. And it is going to be a very busy week. I just got off the phone with a fellow recapper, a fellow entertainment news commentator and there are some wild things in the works guys i'm telling you right now it's still the off season but we are well it's not the off season but it's summer still right it's august 1st and people are getting ready to go back to school and the drama is coming back i'm telling you right now we've got breakups coming we've got uh, uh alumni that are on the rocks we have stories coming out uh so much is in the works things i can't properly share with you although i will tell you this and i said this yesterday. There is a couple that is broken up and I have reported it exclusively on the Patreon because they are not 
talking about their breakup yet. They don't want it out for whatever reason. I have no idea, but they are officially broken up. I stumbled upon this information and you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal and find out who it is. We talked about it on today's live stream. All right. Our first order of business, we are going to get to a Nick Vial apology. That's right. The apology of Nick Vial today is brought to you by Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing can help curb your anxiety. Do you have anxiety because you shared a news story with unvetted sources and now your sponsors and everyone else is telling you you need to apologize? Well, Try a microdose. Uh, it'll help calm your nerves. Microdosing is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Need to get a nap in? Try the microdose um, uh, indica. <laughs> you can calm down after you have to apologize. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code RUSHHOUR. That's right. We've got the Nick Vile apology. He is apologizing for pretty much outing a story that hasn't been vetted, which was hypocritical because he shared, um, he shared, uh, with his producers, uh, information that's very unbecoming of the golden bachelor. And we're going to get into that. Our only other sponsor today is uh, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you. Bring more flavor to your table this fall with Green Chef's wholesome elevated recipes featuring seasonal organic produce and unique farm fresh ingredients. We love Green Chef. If you're so hungry from all of the content that Dave Neal is making, then you might need Green Chef. <laughs> you need a carbo load from all of the tea that's out there. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I switch between the two brands and I'm my listeners can also enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to greenchef.com slash rush hour 50 and use code rush hour 50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. All right. Well, without further ado, we got through the business aspect of the podcast and now we're going to share a clip of, of excuse me, Nick Vial apologizing. Now I'm not going to share the full story ahead on YouTube, but essentially his producer ran a story by him on last week's episode that was The Golden Bachelor. And again, this is unverified, but it was the story that The Golden Bachelor cheated on his late wife, who has since passed away. She was alive at the time, according to the story. We don't believe it because there's no credible sources to go with the story, and yet they still ran it. They aired it as if it was shot live. You know, if something's shot live, you can't take it out, but they could have edited this whole aspect of the of the show out of their podcast. They didn't do that. And of course, Nick's been critical of reality, Steve and others for, um, gossiping about things that are not confirmed. And now he did just the same, but at least Nick's apologizing. Have a listen. Before we get into basher tea, I do want to uh, speak on last week, last week, our dear correspondent, Allie was DM would a message about, uh, a bit of a rumor. And uh, typically on this show, uh, if you've listened at all, we, we tend to try to fall. This is, a, this is a boundary we've set for ourselves on this show that we didn't enforce last week. But typically, we don't like to speak on uh, rumors or things that are on the Internet. I know, you know a lot of people like to speak on blind items and things like that. We, we are a show that typically does not like to do that just because it can be dangerous to speak on that. Nevertheless, we did not enforce that boundary last week. And we... Um, you know, discussed a potential rumor about a new newer member of, of Bachelor Nation. And despite disagreeing uh, with the rumor, nevertheless, you know, it's my show, so I should have 
I should have made sure that that didn't make the final cut. So for the person involved, we we apologize. And for anyone listening, just know we will we will work on enforcing that boundary going forward. Uh, just because, you know, like you said, you know, a lot of people, a lot of shows will like to talk about that kind of stuff. Generally speaking, I, I, do, I think it can be a, a little dangerous just because there's so many uh, unverified rumors about people out there. And and, and the question is, is that a jab at reality, Steve, or maybe at me saying a lot of people like to discuss these types of rumors, which I actually disagree with. I don't think there are too many shows that are discussing rumors like this. But also you have to remember, they weren't discussing a blind item rumor. They broke the blind item rumor story. So if Dumois posts a blind item that says Victoria Fuller and Greg Grippo have broken up, I think you can talk about that. It's already out there. The moral issue is the person that released that without the sensitivity of knowing what their sources were. That's the moral issue. And everyone gets things wrong all the time. I apologized kind of recently for uh, for a story that I I didn't like that I I didn't I don't know maybe for, further uh, solidify my sources um, or at least know that I wasn't going to be able to, like I like knowing that it was damaging even if I had the right source. Do you know what I mean? And here they don't even have uh, any verification of their source whatsoever. And to be quite honest, I think the producer or I guess he calls her a correspondent, Allie, should have chimed in with her own apology as well, just to say, look, I need you know, like she needs to do a better job. Like it, Buck stops with Nick, absolutely, as he said. It's a good apology. Is it an A plus? It's a solid A. It's an A apology. He said, even though I was surprised by this and defended him, the buck stops with me. I should have not let that in the final cut. Absolutely, 100%. That's why his name's on the show. That's why he makes the big bucks there, right? And that's why he does the sponsor reads. That's why the book's sitting next to him is his book because it's his show. Absolutely. Uh, so, But good apology. Good apology and good on him for covering it. I was kind of 50-50 on whether or not he would address it. But I think you know this hit critical mass where people said, look, this is in clear violation of standards that you said have hurt you in the past. And it's one of those things, hurt people, hurt people. They did the thing they didn't like. And maybe they'll have a little compassion for the the struggle. Like there's something that happens when you have this type of knowledge that you want to share it. It solidifies your position in the community. So I, I this might sound like I'm reading too deeply into it, but I guess the my guess is that there's a friendly competition between the producers to see who's going to be like the better producer. And the fact that she got this information, uh, Allie here, correspondent Allie, who sits on the left, the fact that she got this information was probably like, there was probably this feeling of, uh, joy and sort of, it's a sinister, it's a sinister world we live in when we know something and we uh, feel like we've got that info and uh, I can relate and I understand and I don't hold any ill will or judgment on them. It just, it just does lower the quality of the moral fiber of the show until it's proven to, to have improved. That's just what happened. Same thing happened with Reality Steve. When he got a story wrong, he said, oh my gosh, I'm going to need to be airtight with my stories in the future, not report things unless I have multiple sources. He calls the sources, gets them on the phone. Like if a source isn't willing to get on the phone and talk, if they're not, you don't have to air who your source is, but you need to know they're a real person. So if Allie had this source, let's call her Jane Doe. If Allie says, hey, Jane Doe, I believe you, but in order for me to share this because it's really damaging, can we do 
a FaceTime call where you share this with me? I won't reveal your name, but can we just talk in person? Just find out that that is Jane Doe and not, you know, uh, uh, you know, Blaine Foe and, you know, is some random dude pretending to be somebody else or whatever. If they can't at least get on the phone with you to share their source, then they don't even believe it themselves. Yes, it can be fun to discuss the possibilities, but, you know, if, it's, if, if these rumors aren't true, it can be uh, hard on the people involved. And I certainly, I know what that feels like. So again, to the person involved, uh, we certainly hope it's not true. And regardless, uh, apologetic for platforming it at all. And I understand, I understand the strategy of not mentioning the person because you don't want to further share their name, but there's a very specific reason why I do, I am mentioning them because we need to know who his rumor and as far as we know, untrue or unverified to be true, we need to know who it's about. When you apologize, you need to like say exactly what you're apologizing for and who you're apologizing to. People need to know you're apologizing to Gary, the next Golden Bachelor. And 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 on, I mean, you know, you could defend it in the other way and say, no, he didn't want to make the situation worse. I say, say what you said and say why it's not true or say why it's not verified. I I am sure Allie got scolded. And I'm sure she got scolded behind the scenes, but I would have liked to see a little back and forth where they could have sort of talked, excuse me, talked about the process of why she felt like she could share it, why she realizes that isn't enough now in that thing moving forward, because it is a little dangerous. It was very sinister the way they talked about this man and all the cheating and he's a slime ball and he did this and they essentially said he got fired for a Me Too issue, none of which none of which anybody else has come out with and verified. If this happened and multiple people were made aware, you got to you got to bet if 10 people know about this that at least 4 of them are going to verify it. So of course, I said I thought it was a pretty good apology. Others are saying no, it's not. He didn't sound remorseful, all that typical BS. It's like of course he didn't sound remorseful. No one does in an apology. Either way, we've got other people apologizing. Uh, we've got a actor, I guess he stars in a new show called Heels. I don't know anything about it on Stars. And his name is Stephen Amell or Amel. He uh, comments on why he doesn't support the SAG after strike. Here's what he had to say. And the ongoing strike that is happening. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm insulated in Hollywood because uh, that's where I live. I literally live in Hollywood. Like all the stereotypes that exist. Um, so I... I feel like a lot of people in this room aren't aware of the strike. Very belittling to his audience. I know you guys don't know anything about a union. You know, how, what a douchebag. Um, I support my union. I do. And I stand with them. I do not support striking. I don't. I think that it is a uh, reductive negotiating tactic. <sighs> By the way, the reason he's in a union is because of striking. So uh, he's going to say a lot of words that make it sound like he's sort of looking up these words for the first time, like he's trying to sound smart. And um, I find the entire thing incredibly uh, uh, frustrating. And I think that the thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I'm on that premiered last night, I think that is... I think that it is, uh, I think it's myopic, and um, I stand with my union. 
holy crap, you're an asshole. So if this doesn't sound like a big deal, you have to understand during the strike, you're not to promote, you're not supposed to promote TV shows. You're not supposed to cross the picket line, whether it's physically or, or metaphorically. And by that, it's about collectively sticking together so that your bosses kind of feel the hurt, feel the damage from you not working. And you don't see results right away because there's a stockpile of scripts. There's a stockpile of other uh, programs they can use. But you're called a scab when you cross the picket line because if you're crossing the picket line to go work, you're negating all of the hard work other people are doing who are also you know, would like to be putting food on their table and raising their family and doing all these things, but you're sacrificing momentary money for a greater cause. And in this case, what the Screen Actors Guild is looking for is not some giant pay raise. They're just trying to get what they got a couple years ago. They're trying to have it not go backwards. And how many people are in a situation like this? Most actors aren't super wealthy. Most barely, you know, qualify for, or don't qualify for health insurance. I think the average actor makes 22,000 a year. They're considered, uh, you know, low, low, lower middle class or low class as far as their income goes. They're in different survival jobs. And you don't see actors complaining necessarily. You just say we want what's right so when a disney ceo can make 54 million in two years clearly there's money for actors and not to have their images scanned and digitized so that they can be automated in a world that's approaching us with automation there's people that are seeing that happen right now. We see truckers that don't want their jobs going to robots. We see it with the actors not wanting to have to be automated with the um, artificial intelligence. Same thing with the Writers Guild. This is basic stuff they're asking for. And to be honest, I see the picketers, the people in my union, Screen Actors Guild, I see them as heroes doing a heroic duty that is a God-given right that we have to collectively bargain for fair wages. I wish we did this in society for universal health care. I wish we did this in society for raising a minimum wage and making sure that uh, companies uh, can't just bow down to their investors so that they all decide to raise the food prices like we're seeing in grocery stores. I mean, this is all happening in front of us. And what we need to realize is that the working class is the strongest class. It's the class that has all the power if we stick together. And this is a man who's just not sticking with it. And maybe that's because he's got his own, because he's just happy that his show's on TV right now. So he doesn't want to cut into that. Here he is speaking on a different panel saying, oh, there's a show I'm not supposed to talk about. And then he ends up talking about it. This is a scab move. This is crossing the picket line. About uh, David, we can talk about me. We can talk about Canada. <laughs> but we can't talk about Arrow. What? You know what? Let's just fuck this. Yeah, fuck Let's right. go. Let's go. Let's go. So he says, F this. We're, we're going to talk about it. And that's him at a panel. So, you know, 
how's that how's that going to work for him when it comes to being you know he's going to have to work with other actors he's going to you know be on projects it's not just the screen actors guild there's the writers guild the teamsters union the directors guild of america all these other unions you know have to work in solidarity to fight against these major studios that make these wild decisions and we're going to see how it all plays out let me tell you something it's a war out there in the entertainment world and it's not going away anytime soon uh more content to you right after a quick word from our sponsors not everyone in the world of entertainment is that selfish though we have taylor swift giving out hundred thousand dollar bonuses for her uh, eras tour truckers taylor swift is sharing the wealth from her wildly successful tour in the form of six-figure bonuses for the truckers hauling her equipment all around the country our Taylor sources tell us she gifted each trucker working for her tour $100,000, handing out the bonus checks before her Saturday show in Santa Clara, California. We're told the folks getting the money are production truck drivers who have been hauling Taylor's equipment for the tour. 50 truckers for her U.S. tour, which means Taylor just shelled out about $5 million. Uh, our sources say the checks were an end-of-the-tour bonus, and then the U.S. leg is coming to a close next week when she plays a series of gigs at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood before moving down to Mexico. Just wild. Her, her nationwide tour has raked in $1 billion in sales, and when the dust settles, she could end up having the highest-grossing tour of all time. Truck drivers aren't the only ones getting a slice of the pie in the form of bonuses. Production sources tell us Taylor also bonused band members, dancers, lighting and sound techs, caterers, and others. It's unclear how much the non-truckers received, but we're told it was a very generous amount. It pays to work for Taylor. And Seth McFarland, creator of Family Guy, also donated a million dollars to Entertainment Community Fund to support film and television workers during strikes. Recent donors also include Greg Berlin. Lanty, Vince Gilligan, Shonda Rhimes, Michelle Pfeiffer, David E. Kelly, and Steven Spielberg. Uh, so very interesting stuff there. People are uh, absolutely going out of their way to help out those in need. And we have another story that's a weird left turn in the Hollywood game. Home Improvement star Zachary Ty Bryan busted for domestic violence. Again, trigger warning, this topic's about domestic violence. Zachary Ty Bryan is experiencing deja vu in the worst way possible because the guy found himself in an Oregon jail yet again for alleged domestic violence. Eugene PD tells TMZ that the home improvement star was arrested Friday for felony assault in violation of the Abuse Prevention Act. That's when someone is accused of attacking somebody else who'd previously been granted a restraining order in relation to DV. Unfortunately, this appears to be a bit of a repeat of what happened three years ago in the same town. At least that's what it sounds like based on what cops say. We're told police got a call for a reported physical dispute between a male and female at a Eugene residence. When they arrived, we're told Zach was long gone, but they eventually tracked him down and took him to jail where he was booked and where he currently remains in custody. The details of the latest alleged incident remain unclear for now, but remember, back in 2020, Zach was also arrested for fourth-degree assault in addition to strangulation and interfering with making a report. At the time, he was accused of roughing up, roughing up his then-girlfriend. In the end, he ended up pleading guilty to two lesser charges, misdemeanor menacing and misdemeanor assault. He's also publicly said the incident was blown out of proportion. Uh, 
Since then, Zach actually ended up getting engaged to the woman he was accused of attacking. Unclear if this is tied to the same woman, but all signs point to it being her. They share children together, and there's more to the story of a report says. So we'll keep you guys updated on that story. That is late breaking, and there's probably going to be a lot more content to talk about there. Just a sad, sad story. And let's try to end the day on a happy note. Claire Crowley released the gender of her upcoming baby, and she's having a baby girl. That's right. Claire Crowley and her uh, recent husband uh, are having a baby by surrogate. We don't know much else, but congratulations to them. And uh, Thomas posted a reel of him and Becca Kufrin, and she is looking ready to go with her pregnancy. Uh, I don't know how exactly how many weeks she has left. I think he said four, but it could be less than that. Either way, they uh, they've that next phase of their life is fast approaching. Nate Mitchell hard launched his new girlfriend. So he's got uh, his hands full. And Mike Johnson as well launched his new girlfriend. So very busy out there in the Bachelor world. And we are going to have a lot more content coming to you this week. Trust me, subscribe. Make sure you check out. I can't say all the things that are on the way, but I'm hearing a lot of chatter that it's about to get very interesting out there. I appreciate everyone sticking around, writing all your reviews, sharing us with your friends. I know we were shared in the She's All Batch community. So thanks to everyone for all the support out there. We'll be back tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Cheers.